Have you ever had something that you really, really wanted and you just couldn't get it? Join the gals today as we talk about making a deal and bringing it home. Welcome to Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck. Two gals on the prowl for enlightenment, sex, and all things holy. Holy Fuck. Each week, beauty alchemist and transformational coach and speaker, Catherine McClelland, and spiritual healer and life coach, Krista Kim, discuss navigating spiritual consciousness in a real human body. Stumbling through dating, relationships, and everyday life, all while maintaining a fucking sense of humor. Hey, Krista. Hey, Catherine. What's a happening? What's a happening? Well, I believe it's the day of let's make a deal. That's I loved that game. <laughs> I loved that game show growing up. So did I. So good. Little did I know uh, that I would be needing <laughs> to make a deal at this point in my life. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit different than the studio game, but uh, maybe more fun in the end. We'll Hopefully. find out. So what we're talking about today is last week, um, I told a story that had happened, an intriguing story also. If you uh, didn't get a chance to listen to that episode, go back and listen. It's, it's a good story. Juicy. It's, it's a good story. And we promised at the end of it that we would um, come back at some point. And so a week later, this is some point, uh, that we're going to come back and tell the rest of the story. And this is kind of like, you know, the unfolding and the, the deal making that started to happen. So... We started out with, have you ever had anything in your life that you really, really wanted and you thought you really, really needed, and then Mm -hmm. you found out you really, really, really couldn't get it, and then really, really, really you found (laughs) out that there was something better that you really wanted. Really? Really. And that's so much fun to say, actually, so I'm going to say it one more time. Really, 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 Really? and then I'm going to be done. So uh, where we're starting today is that Krista got the thing that she really, really wanted, Catherine got the thing that she really, really wanted, and both were surprised. We were surprised because we thought it was something else. Do we tell them the thing that we got? I don't know. Should we? Should we start here? Should we (laughs) wait till the end? I mean, we could make it easy on them. We do want the people who didn't listen to last week, I guess, to be able to know what we're talking about, right? All right. So let's give them a little from last week, Krista. Um, (laughs) Um, What did you get? What I got was um, Mr. Right Here, Right Now told me he loved me. And we've been dating six months and that hadn't been said yet. And it was something that I had been feeling and wanting to share with him, but I was being very patient. And um, I just, I knew with this relationship that it was going to be important for him to come to that understanding for himself and share when he was ready. And so I was really taking, it was, I was needing to take a lot of breath with myself not to rush in and say something too soon. So I got finally what I was wanting to hear, which is, he loves me. Yeah. And here's what's interesting. So we're talking about making deals and their deal was kind of made in the ethers because Mm -hmm. what happened was Krista thought she wanted something else first. And that's where this gets interesting. So pay close attention to what you think you want versus what you actually want. And this actually Mm -hmm. happened to me too. So we'll be sharing that part of the story too. So for Krista, she was going for something with Mr. Here and Now that he wasn't able to give. Some of you may remember what it was. Krista, would you like to tell us? (laughs) Well, I mean, I was really wanting a committed relationship and a a monogamous relationship. 
and I wanted to be number one in his life so that we could build this long life together, and I'm the queen bee in his world. And that was that's really important to me. And uh, he is more of the, he's just getting out of a long-term relationship, and he's wanting a lot of freedom, and he isn't really about monogamy at this point in his life. And so that brings up a lot of challenges for us because, especially now, we love each other. And so what do you do when two people have two different ways in which they see themselves living out their lives, but they really are happy together. We're happy together. We love each other and we're together a lot. And we are doing things within our day-to-day life that are building a life together. Maybe not building a 50-year life together, but, you know, we buy groceries together and we can keep them at my house. And so if he doesn't show up at that night, he doesn't have anything to eat. So, you know, <laughs> there are some real world things that we're investing together, right? Yeah. So let me say something right here, Krista, because I think it's really important. The What's true now that I'm trying to tease out that wasn't uh-huh. true before was that in the wanting of the commitment was the wanting to know you were loved. So on the surface, over the last six months, gently and with some different amounts of pressure, Krista has been asking for something different than no commitment. Mr. Here and Now, as you can tell by his name, is very committed to (laughs) not committing (laughs) and would at many opportune or inopportune moments say things like, don't forget, I may just go (laughs) hang out and have sex with another woman or you know what? I can't imagine my life without having sex with another woman. So you can imagine if you were Krista and you thought, I really need to have a commitment. And the person you were falling in love with and had all this experience with and was really lovely is saying (laughs) the exact opposite (laughs) thing than you want to hear, that it creates some conflict. Right. And some of the conflict is that he's saying one thing, but his behavior and day-to-day actions are another. And that was creating some confusion in my head. Right. And would have been intolerable if he was actually doing those actions. So if he was going around sleeping with other women, at one point you just would have been doing the same thing or done or something. But the the relationship, the well, the partnership, what you were creating together was actually not gelling. And instead, because while he wasn't willing to give you the words that you wanted, I am committed to you. Mm-hmm. He just started doing, and this is what he was saying all along, is just give me the freedom to be who I am, and you'll know from what I'm doing who I am. Don't you know? I'm not running out dating other women. I'm not. Can't you just get it from my actions? And you're like, right. nope, I can't. So even though you wanted to, deeply wanted to get his commitment from his actions, mm-hmm. which indeed were consistent, he wasn't running around, you still had a need. It was still something niggling and you could not ignore it. And that was something I wanted we, the commitment of words. Yeah. And that was something that we had to keep going over and over and that you guys went over and over. And that's why we're saying there might be a quicker <laughs> path to this because it was just repeated itself. But you know what? All things do what they do in time. So maybe this was, of course, as usual, the perfect thing. But maybe you all can learn from us <laughs> instead of doing the same thing. So let's just say for a second that we're going to leave that right there. So Chris is repeating the fact, and she's not, uh, what I want to say, Chris, is I'm not saying you're repeating yourself. I'm saying that the need keeps coming to the surface, right? Right. So the need to be 
stable, and safe keeps coming to the surface. You ask for it. He says no again. Then his behavior is enough, and you calm down, and you're okay. But the mm-hmm. need then keeps... Yeah, we keep going in that that pattern, that cycle, because he keeps saying, why why don't you feel safe? Because I'm showing up this way and I'm here for you and, you know, all of the day-to-day life is going really well. But then because he throws out those comments, it undermines the safety. And then I can never, it's like I'm never quite trusting either situation. Right. And then the other thing that happens is anytime he takes a break, has a meal with his people, goes and does something that you didn't know he was going to do, all your alarms go off because, indeed, there actually is a need under there that's not being met. What we're saying is you might have the wrong need. You might think you need something you don't. You really, 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 remember? Mm -hmm. So where we left off at the end of last episode was that he was, um, you know, he had said to me, like, what do you need from me? Do you want me to commit to you? And although that was, you know, when I discussed this last week, although that was a desire, like, yes, you know, I'd wanted that all along. I want him to commit to me and be my one and only. In that moment when he said it, it was like, no, I don't want you to commit to me in this way. I want you to commit to me because you want to, because it's a choice of yours, not because I'm like begging it from you or, you know, I'm going to leave for, you and I'm going to leave you if you don't give it to me because then it's just game playing and it doesn't feel authentic it, or safe. That would never be safe for me because then I would know I had to manipulate him to get it. So I was, you know, proud of myself for just saying like, no, I don't want it in that way. Thank you. And no. Yeah. So that's so cool. So what we're seeing right there is actually the beginning of this deal-making process where mm-hmm. The thing about a deal, the thing about partnership is you go back and forth. And the most important thing is that both people hold on to their no. Because no is harder to say than yes. Yes is easy. Doesn't mean we mean it, but it is easy Mm -hmm. to say. So the harder thing is to not sacrifice and say yes when you mean it. Which he was sacrificing. When he was sacrificing and saying yes. If Mm -hmm. you would have said okay to that. But what's interesting is both people have to be aware he would have given up his power that moment. He would have sacrificed mm-hmm. to you, but you would have lost your partnership. Mm-hmm. So the only way to keep the love alive, which is what partnership does, is really force you to keep the love alive by staying honest and really revealed, right? Mm-hmm. Is for you to say, if I did that right now, that would be such a manipulation. It would be such a piece of ego work that I'm not willing to do because I actually want you here. Right. I want you here because you want to be here, not because you're being forced to. Like, I don't right. want you to be here because you're my boyfriend or whatever, I, you know, or because we have groceries at the house together. I want you to like be here because this is where you enjoy spending your time. And, and that's a different feeling. And that's a, for yeah. him, that's a free, that's freedom. Yes. That's a free, he, he can come and go as he pleases. And the more I let him just come and go as he pleases, he actually just comes here. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> all the time. We'll leave that up to your He's imagination. coming here all the time. No double entendre intended. Let me just add one thing too here, Krista. When I said you want him there, I meant you want him, him, like the whole beautiful man that's your partner, not the shriveled one who made a commitment that he doesn't actually mean or he can't uphold. Exactly. Exactly. In order to have a partnership, you have to have two people that are whole. 
So that's why I'm saying both of you had to stay really present to, you're like, no, I don't want who you're being as the one who crawls in the room and says, I'll give you whatever you want, because mm-hmm. I know that's going to result in not you. His highest value for himself is freedom. Yeah. So the minute I take that away from him, then I've lost him. Absolutely. And so, and so for my lesson with him is how much can I just keep expanding into this freedom together? And the thing is, is what I'm seeing is that the more I expand, it's actually kind of like the less free he needs to be. He, yeah, he doesn't know this yet, but this is what I'm recognizing in him is that he just needs to know that he's free. And then he feels fine showing up and being, yes. being committed. And he doesn't even know he's, you know, he doesn't even, how do I phrase this? He doesn't even know he's committed, but he's committed. And yeah, that's it's a kind natural of this- outgrowth of who he's being is that he mm-hmm. wants to be there, you know? And mm-hmm. this is, this is super cool. So this is the first stage. And I just want to get like really clinical with it for a second so you can see it happening which is that when anything comes up in a couple's life, when they say yes, when they mean no, they break down immediately. You Mm -hmm. cannot preserve your partnership. So you might be surprised that you're the one saying no. All of a sudden, Krista says to the thing she (laughs) thinks she really, really wants, and maybe even Mm -hmm. does really, really want when it's right for both people, she suddenly says no. I'm not willing to ask you for that because of who it will turn you into. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to lose. I mean, this is, we've done episodes on chopping off men's balls. This is what we're talking about. Right. To demand something from someone so they won't lose us is a manipulation. To truly honor Krista's honoring herself and saying, I'm, I'm not sure this is for me if I can't get what I need. But what turns out she needed was so interesting. So, and the same process is happening with Mr. Delicious and Catherine, strangely enough. Of course. And in many ways, it's really the exact same process unfolding. So, Mr. Delicious and I have gone through an iteration of engagement. Are we engaged? Engagement. Are we engaged? And uh, over and over this year in a, in a process that has taken us deeply into a, both of our stuff. <laughs> and for me, building a life was a really important thing. For me, partnership was a really important thing. We had some big plans we wanted to make together. So I was like looking for this commitment. And I honestly can tell you that every single time Mr. Delicious said to me, I want to be with you. I want you for the rest of my life. I'm committed to you. He meant it. Every single time he said it. It was just that in between something was happening hmm. that was taken us out and we were not seeing what it was and we couldn't articulate it. So oh my gosh, you guys were like the complete opposite. It like was, Mr. Delicious could say it, but maybe not act on it as much. And Mr. Right here right now is acting on it, but can't say it. Well, I would say <laughs> that the acting and saying were intermittent. It was mm-hmm. like he could say it and act on it for a short period of time. And then something would kick up to the surface. And mm-hmm. I will say it, you know, we work together, we live together, we it uh, we Y'all have, are in it. We have we have uh, a son at home now because of COVID. We just have a very full experience right now. And so in those things, a lot of things came to the surface. 
And so for me, it would be stable, unstable, stable, unstable constantly. And so I had to start looking inside and where was my stability? And so Mm -hmm. I really, and uh, Krista, you actually have been in the same process this year, getting stable with something that's unstable, getting clear about for right here and right now, this is okay with me. It works. Mm -hmm. I can stay in my loving and maybe not forever. And I'm still, I work in the process and we go in and out and in and out. And the most recent iteration for us was very similar to what happened with Krista. Ours got to be a tiny bit more formal, but Krista, Mm -hmm. say what it was that came down to be the bottom line for you beyond I need a commitment. Mm -hmm. What was it that changed everything? Um, It was him expressing to me that he loves me. And in six months, he had never said it. And and he's kind of tight with his words in that way. And so it actually meant even more to me when he said it, because I knew that he was ready for it and he was truly feeling it. And he wasn't saying it because he had to, or he was rushing it and, you know, that type of thing. So it was all of a sudden this like, ah, like, okay, he loves me. And we still have these outside things that are very different for us, these different needs. Right. But there has, so over the last week, what I've noticed has settled with inside of me is that, okay, pre-party debacle where, you know, uh, we had the incident, um, (laughs) we had the instability, like the instability, and we had the the two different needs. Well, the question about where you loved. Where we have the instability because we don't, you know, the we haven't said that we love each other or committed to each other. So there's the instability there. And then we have the second layer of the, the issue or the challenge, which is, you know, I really want a full-time partner that's committed and monogamous. And he's like, oh, I don't know. I need to be free to do whatever I want to do. So there was two things operating, which was too much chaos. Right. What I've noticed after him saying that he loves me over this last week is so much has settled because all of a sudden it was like the foundation got cemented down. And now, yes, there's still the, are we going to be monogamous? Are we not? How's that going to work? How's that going to look like? But it's like, at least there's something solid underneath of us that now we can start layering some, um, you know, some bricks on top of, whereas before it was just like, where are we putting the bricks? Like, and why are we even putting the bricks if there's not love there? There's no foundation. Yeah. So what I love about that, Krista, was that you thought that getting the commitment, and we really want to share this with our audience because it's true for both of us, but slightly differently. You thought getting the commitment was going to be the thing that was stabilizing to you. Mm -hmm. The truth is that knowing he loves you and seeing his actions match that, really hearing those words and knowing that he waits and knowing your man and knowing that that's his way of expressing suddenly sort of commitment to you, seeing the actions he's taking is enough for now mm-hmm. for you to take the next steps with him. Right. So now you have stability. Now you have a foundation and now things can be okay. Yes. And so now when he does some of those triggering behaviors, because I have this, I know he loves me. What I noticed over the last week is they were no longer hitting me in the same place in the solar plexus. It was like, oh, okay. Oh, you want to go there with that person or that friend? Okay. It's like, because I know you love me. So right. it was like something settled. 
And just to be clear, we're not talking about the things that are big deal breakers in in your situation. We're talking about going to dinner with people or (laughs) meeting up with a friend and maybe doing something you're not expecting, but not like the big things that still need to be talked about. Like sex with somebody else. (laughs) Sex with someone else or, you know, even being engaged in something that looks even like an intimate conversation with someone else didn't seem to work too well in that other party situation. So, But this is where it's getting interesting. Right. Because now over the last week, when we've been having like sexy talk or playful talk and, you know, maybe some fantasy talk and there's like fantasy talk around like, oh, if somebody else were, you know, if we were having sex with a third person, whether that's a male or female, you know, in the past, when playful talk like that would be brought up, it would debilitate me. It was like I could get there in my imagination, but there was almost like too much reality to it happening that that I wasn't prepared for, that it, it felt like, oh, now we're getting into, you know, tricky territory. Well, it just, whereas, sorry. Whereas after, you know, he said he loved me, it was like, ooh, all of a sudden when we start play, having playful talk around fantasies like that, that we know when we're talking fantasies, sometimes that it can... S- start manifesting as reality. So I think that's why before he said he loved me, it was like, whoa, that's too close. Now that he said he loved me, when we start playing with those ideas, there's still a resistance inside, okay, or an un, like a nervousness around it. But what I was able to do is like, huh, why am I nervous about that? So what I noticed is that after he said he loved me, there's this place inside that got a lot more open to... I don't know if it's accepting him more fully for his wants and needs and desires, um, but there was definitely like an energy shift in me where I saw myself being open to more possibilities. Yeah. So this is super cool. So for our audience, I thank you, Krista, for like slowing down your story so I can just point these things out. Right here is where deal making starts. So once the loving comes in, once you're no longer negotiating with demands and ego and I've got to have this or I'm not going to be all right, Krista realized that what she really, really, really wanted was actually to be loved, Mm -hmm. to know she was loved rather than. So when you make a deal, that's the point is that when someone says no, you don't quit, you keep trying. So When he kept saying, no, I can't give you a commitment because that's his honest truth. Mm -hmm. Krista was staying and knowing there was enough to stay for, Mm -hmm. checking in with her intuition. And at the point that it was enough for her that something really broke the container that was hard. And now Krista had to go say no to this. (laughs) Everything starts to change again because it's a natural process. It's not, you don't make it up. And as he comes in, and then, as Krista said, he's like, hey, do you want me to make the commitment? I'll give it to you now. Because she's like, no. And then he says. Because that could have been a deal. It could have been. That was like, I'll make a deal with you. You commit. And then then if I commit to you, then you'll commit to stay. You know, it's like even in that is part of the deal. Absolutely. But what you did that was brilliant, and you'll have to take credit for, and you may not even know, was that the reason a deal works is that neither person gives up their no. So in that moment, Kristen knew that if she said, yeah, yeah, commit to me now because I might leave you, she was basically negotiating with her ego, power over, 
I'm going to get what I want, whether it costs you or not. And right. But instead, she said, I'm not willing to do that. I want you here, the you that I love, who's struggling with commitment. So mm-hmm. he gets the intuition. He gets what she really needs. He knows that he hasn't said this thing. And I'm sure it was an effort and a challenge for him to tell you he loved you. But somewhere inside him, he got, look, that's the thing I actually am willing to do. So if you were making a formal deal, he would say, I can't give you a commitment, but I can give you my love. But what felt even better about this situation is I think that in me saying, no, I don't want your commitment. Mm -hmm. I think that made him trust me more that I wasn't manipulating and I was actually looking out for his needs more, you know, in that more than my own. Absolutely. And in that, I think it opened up, it changed his energy where he could say, I love you. That is exactly this. So Chris, a beautiful way of saying that because the energy is present. So everything that one person does gets met by what the other person does until Christus said, no, I can't take your commitment on these terms. He couldn't know what it was going to feel like in the next moment. The next moment is, oh my God, she loves me enough to not take from me the thing she wants I can't give, but I can give this. The freedom shows up. Yeah, which in turn, over the next week, starts playing into this, oh, he gives me this thing, and now I want to give him this thing. It's like I just started seeing this, this opening where we're both feeling really safe, And then we can actually start giving a little bit more. Right. And here's the thing. You still have your no intact, but your yeses are changing based on the energy and loving between you. So where you in the past would have had, oh my gosh, I can't give him that. That scares me. I'm going to lose him if I give him that. Oh, he loves me. Well, in this part, you're talking about like, I mean, my no is I don't want him having sex with anybody else right now. That's my, like, that's my hard no. His is, you know, I need to know that if I have, want to have an experience with a woman that I can't. Like, so we both have these opposite things. And even after, so what we're talking about is even after we both said we loved each other, that's, that challenge is still sitting there. So what began to open up for me over the next week was, okay, I can't go 100% over to his way and be like, okay, yeah, go sleep with whoever you want. But where, you know, where is a place that I might consider going? Exactly. And so I'm going to say, I'm just going to say, this is the deal happening. They didn't know they were in a deal, but everyone can learn from it because this Mm -hmm. is a powerful moment. It's not to override your no and say, Oh, sure. Now that you told me I loved you, I'm going to go all the way over there. No. But what's true for me now that you have said this is I can play. I can play a little bit play. I can consider playing. I can imagine. Because it's like we didn't sit down and say, okay, let's make a deal. Let's work. We're not mentally sitting down and going, how can we both get our needs met? What's happening is it's naturally starting to unfold from this place of a deep, love for each other. So when we start having sexy conversations about inviting other people in, in the past, my hard no was still a hard no. In this space of 
loving, I start questioning, why was it such a hard no? Like, is it a hard no? Or is that past programming that's a a no for me? And so it started like opening up something inside of me that was like, I wonder if there's a way in which I can accommodate him that would still feel really good for me because like, maybe I would love to have another man or another woman in our bed. I don't know. I've always just told myself no. Right. Just no. That's against my values. That's not what I do. But I started opening up to, but why? And when I started opening up to that, it was like, I don't know why that would be such a hard no. Oh. Like, right. And, and the thing that's different, the only thing that's different is that this week you have the actual need that you had met, which is right. you actually needed some stability around needing to know you were loved. That is simply true about who you are. And we see that because the minute you have your need met, you're okay. And now what's happened is the fear has disappeared. Now you're actually considering. Right. Well, and he's, and he's, his need was needing to know he's free. So when I gave him that out, like, no, you don't have to commit to me. So he still gets that he's free. And now that he feels that, like deeply feels it, he isn't asking for the same things in the same way. Or it's not that he's not asking or that that's not a thing. It's just that I've noticed he started saying like more soft things to me, like, you know, okay, if there was, you know, another woman involved for that we were playing with for the whatever time being, he's like, I wouldn't do this, this, and this with her. Because mm-hmm. I know that would be too hard like I knew that know that would be too hard for you but we could still and then he's like would you be okay with like this this and this and I was like yeah that's fine I'm happy to be the queen and be serviced and you know all of that so what happened was it just naturally a, a solution started naturally happening and it was a solution that I a week ago two weeks ago I would have never thought was possible if I would have tried to come up it with it in my head. It was not possible back then because there was no foundation. But now all of a sudden the foundation's there and I can start making a little bit of a deal of like, ooh, you can give me this and then I can give you that. And then and let, maybe there's maybe there's a way for us both to be happy in this. Absolutely. And let's just point out, like two weeks ago, the deal was coming from a place of need, of like demand and I have mm-hmm. to have this and a thought that you had to have it. But as soon as you got the actual thing you needed, which is why you stay in the deal, right? You stay in the deal until mm-hmm. you find out what you actually need. The love was the thing you actually needed. Now you know that because suddenly you're open. You have a very different partnership than you had two weeks ago. Everything is different. It looks like only one little thing is different. But because that was your need, it's different. So but let's be careful about thinking we know what we need because that's the beauty of the negotiation of making a deal. Now, these guys didn't make a deal because they knew they were making a deal. They made a deal. <laughs> he has no clue what's going on. <laughs> right. They're making a deal because they're being honest, like to the microsecond, to the micro minuscule issue of, no, that's not okay with me. But if it went this way, it would be okay with me. And that's the beauty of it. Because he might think that he needs to be with 10 other women, right? But it might be that, well, he just wants some spice in the sex life or, you know, to have 
other energies within our sex life together. But if it's if if him and I playing in that realm together is like a hard no, then what do I force him to do? Go and find it and seek it somewhere else. It's, it's all true. And if the other thing was true for you, you'd have to say, "I'm sorry, I can't do this." It is true, exactly. For me. And uh, you know, Byron Katie has this great saying, which is that do not pretend you're further along in your evolution or in your space that you hold than you are. You are who you are. Hold space for yourself because that is spirituality. That is loving yourself exactly as you are. Don't push yourself. So now you've got those things as a baseline. And what I wanted to just say as a parallel is that so with uh, Mr. Delicious and I, What happened in this last phase of us going into this conversation again about what do we need and what do we want, where we got to was this really beautiful conversation that I couldn't believe, and I imagine Krista has some of the same feeling, is um, that to know that someone loves you no matter what, to know that their choice in the future is not going to be abandonment no matter Mm -hmm. what, that you will always have the loving that you're establishing between you, but the form might change. Our lives might change. Our needs might change. All sorts of things might change. And so instead of having to choose now to know forever that you're going to be in a relationship that looks like this or a partnership, you're just choosing love right now. You choose the power of that piece to yourself. And then you're like, for right now, that's enough for me. And if that changes, I will let you know. And so so you have what you need. Now, I'm not saying that everyone only needs love and no one needs commitment. That's ridiculous. That's not what I mean. I mean, what you need is what you need. And when you get to that bottom line, you'll know it because you'll be like both Krista and I, very settled, (laughs) very happy very calm, very loving, and we don't know what's going to happen next. Because that's what's interesting, too, is that I'm more settled and at peace and in love right now than I feel like I've had in any of my other relationships. And here I am dealing head-on with the one biggest trauma and fear that I've had, right, which is either someone cheating on me or abandoning me. And yet, although I'm dealing with my biggest challenges, it doesn't necessarily feel that way inside right now. I mean, I did in the moment when I'm having the, you know, seeing him on the hillside with some woman, I'm like, ah. So in that moment, yes, I felt like it all come forward. But in our day-to-day relationship, it feels pretty peaceful. Yeah, it's really great. It's so beautiful to see the difference between what we think we need, what we actually need, and that there always is an answer, always an answer in every conflict where each of you can be at peace. It may mean that your partnership is no longer what you thought it was going to be, that you continue to love each other across the miles, that one of you travels and the other one isn't okay with that because you want a partner who's here every day. Who knows? But that's not the issue to have today. And if it is eventually the issue, keep your hearts and minds open to the things that you need being different, like different ways of traveling, different ways of getting together, different ways of being. It's questioning. It's like being, I think this is something new I'm like looking into is the idea of being curious. Yeah. And it's like, so when I, I got curious of like, why am I so hard on the no? Like, why is that such a big no? And then when I really looked at it, I was like, 
actually, it's not a hard no. It's just, this is the thing I don't like, and this is the thing I don't like. And then once I identified those things, I could bring those to Mr. Right here, right now, and say, you know, these are the things I don't like. And it's like, great, we don't have to do that. It was like such a simple, well, you don't have to do that. You know, we don't have to do anything that's going to make you feel that way. And it doesn't mean that it's 100% no, right? It just means, exactly. well, it's a 90% yes, and these are the things that I don't like. But it's not, again, it's not that we sat down and said, okay, we got to make a deal. This is, I honestly, he doesn't even know that this deal is going on in my head right now. Right. Because I'm this not. is just my own deal inside my head, like where I'm negotiating <laughs> for myself. Absolutely. And this is, this is a huge part of this process, Krista. So I want to make sure just before we go that we bring this home is – it's about the details. It's about actually saying, you know what? I feel like something's going on here for me. What is it? Okay, I recognize that it's actually this one thing. I can't eat potatoes with my, you know, hot dog, you know, but I can eat potatoes with vegetables. So can we just do it that way? You know, like it's, it's knowing yourself. We always say that loving yourself is the best way to be loved by another person. It's knowing yourself and being willing to be so specific that everyone can get their me- needs met because they're right there next to each other. So anyway, lots of fun happening over here and lots of good work. So keep this, you know, keep this in your mind when you think you really, really, really have to have something. What is it really, really that you need to have? And can you be flexible? Can you be curious? And can you find what you need? right where you are with this beautiful human you're with? Or is it time to keep loving them and find something else? Move on. So with that, you know what we would say. Spread Spread the the love. love.